0: Hey, welcome to episode 28 of Tangible Takeaways. I'm Jackson, and today I'm gonna to talk about how it's frustrating to be reminded of things we already know because we're just looking for the silver bullet.
1: Yeah, well, thanks, Jackson. Uh, for me, listening to the messages last week, and I just was reminded and thinking in my mind, we forget sometimes the things we should remember, and we remember the things that we ought to forget, so it goes both ways. Yeah,
0: all that and more on this episode of Tangible Takeaways. Hey, welcome to episode twenty-eight of Tangible Takeaways. Jack, thanks for being on. Yeah, great. Good to be here. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun to get into it. And just so our viewers know, um,
1: what is kind of your history here at HTC? Yeah, we probably don't have enough time to hear all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I came here in nineteen eighty-four, okay. and. Uh, October of 84. Tom came in February of 84. So we've been together all those years. And primary my role uh, was the executive pastor until January of '20. 20. Okay. Uh, I became a quarter time. So I, you know, George and Kurt took over that role. And so that's been fun to kind of stand on the sidelines and, you know, kind of throw grenades and criticize them for their leadership. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's perfect. (laughs) You get to, you
1: get to sit back and enjoy it now. That's right.
0: Uh, and what do you do with the other three quarters of your time? now?
1: I'm doing a lot of coaching and mentoring Jackson, uh, officially, uh, uh, coaching two pastors, uh, you know, every week or every other week, and uh, helping a church find a pastor. Not High Desert. I'm on our succession team. There's four of us trying to figure out what God wants us to do in terms of replacing Tom. I'm on several uh, Christian nonprofit boards. One at Forest Home, Kingdom One. Just finished at Fellowship Monrovia after nine years, a couple months back. Uh, we launched a church down there, uh, and a few other things. So safe oh, I have to a say mentor group too. I got you're staying busy. Yeah, I really am. That's That's for sure. Got a lot of guys, lots of stuff. And I'll be honest with you, probably feeling more needed now in the last two years than even before, because mm-hmm. it's been so dang difficult for a lot of guys in church ministry. It's good for them to have a, an outside set of ears where they can just talk to somebody that's not really part of their church yeah. and uh, gives them a little bit of, uh, hopefully, encouragement and a little bit of confidentiality.
0: Yeah. Talk about a, a really hard ministry season. It's been very hard. Yeah. Very well, I, I'm excited to have you on. I think it's going to be fun to get into um, talking about Kurt's message from this yeah, last weekend. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Even I, I think you you think so practically, like I really mm-hmm. appreciate that about you. Like you yep. definitely have a, a very theological mind, but you like to orient it practically yes. to yep. say, what does it actually mean for right. us and how's right. it going to change the way we live? So right. it's yep. perfect for this show where that's what yep. we like to focus on. So as we think back to Kurt's message, one of the things that we see at the beginning of this Kind of end of chapter one and second Peter right, right. is this need for Peter to say, "Hey, I." It's almost like he feels like the people he's writing to are going to be a little insulted by what he's writing them because <laughs> it's like they're, they're, these are things that they already you, know. You
1: dummies, don't you remember? Don't you
0: remember? Yeah. And so he's saying, like, "I know I've already told you this, yeah. but I'm writing these things to help you remember." Yes. Yeah. Why it like? I take that and I say, okay, that's probably pretty important for our faith. Yes. Like if Peter thinks it's important to remind these guys, we yeah. probably need to be reminded a good amount too. Yeah. Why do we need to be reminded of things we already yeah. know in our yeah. faith?
1: Yeah, i can give you a couple comments on that. Uh, I don't think it's unique to Peter for one thing. He does say that, you know, uh, I'm going to remind you about the things that you already know. Um, Paul said that to the Romans, I think in Romans 15. Mm. Uh, He even challenged that young Padawan Timothy. He said, I'm going to remind you or tell you some things that you already know. So I think it's just human nature. I, I do think that we have kind of a, I don't know, maybe a defective, and selective memory. Mm. Uh, we're that, and, and that's part of that's just being human in that sense. And I, so when you say, why do we need to be reminded? I think it's just because we're human beings. That's just natural for us to forget. And I think part of the whole purpose, I think, that God gave us the local assembly, the local body of Christ is for that reason. Mm. So when we come together, gather together, being in relationship and in community, we can kind of help each other to remember. And I I, I think it's even significant. Now I'm going to start preaching to you. But I (laughs) I think it's in, too, you know, I was thinking back, you know, even when we read and, uh, you know, the the Word of God reminds us often as you come together to take communion together. And it's interesting on a lot of churches, you know, they'll have a communion table up in the front. What is it always engraved on the front? It says what? Do this in In remembrance Remembrance Mm. of me. Yeah. So even Jesus Christ, not just Peter and Paul and other, uh, re- even the writer of Hebrews said that, uh, you know, which some think Paul was the, the author. But anyway, uh, I think do this and remember, that's Jesus himself saying that to us. So our Savior is saying, hey, remember what remember. I did. Remember the, the death, burial, and resurrection that I did 2,000 years ago.
0: Yeah, I even like that comment about church that church really functions as a as a vehicle for yes. remembrance because yep. I think there might be some people out there who would say, man, I'm just not interested in coming to church anymore because I don't know that I'm hearing anything new. Oh okay. right? Like okay. I, right. So I've okay. heard I've heard so much from church or I grew up in church. Right. So I don't really need to go to church anymore. It's like, no, actually an important part of our faith yep. is being reminded. Because I even think about thinking in your seat where you're In church every weekend, whether it's here at HDC or at another church. And it's like, you're probably not hearing anything new. You probably haven't heard anything new in church for a long time at this point. And you'd almost be concerned if you did hear something new at this point. You know,
1: and and that really is true, Jackson. Uh, But I also, uh, you know, I have forgotten things, you know, and so it's good to rehear it again. Because maybe five years ago, I heard something about my personal faith and my heart with the Lord. Maybe have stopped practicing that or forgot that, and it comes back to me again. And I think, to a certain degree, that's kind of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, yeah, in your life. You know, because mm. you know He is the, the one that uh, works. You know, the, the Word of God uses the, the, the Holy Spirit uses the Word of God as the vehicle to bring life change yeah. for us. You yeah, know? and I, I, I was thinking of a, you know, trying to think of a clever comment when we were thinking about this, but uh, we forget some of the things we need to remember and, don't remember the th- and we uh, don't remember the things we should remember. Mm. So it goes both ways, yeah. you know, for us.
0: Yeah, yeah, we forget all of these important things in our faith, yep. but then when you, when you we think remember, about and shame we remember, and stuff yeah, like that, we, we the hold things. on to this stuff. Yeah, we
1: remember the things we shouldn't remember. Yeah. So it goes both ways.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, that's really good. Yeah, so there's this important practice, this discipline of remembering. And then right. as he continues on, he starts to get into some yeah. um, really kind of basic Doctrine things that sure. some of these believers are going to need to hold on to that we still today need to hold yes, on to. Yes. And Kurt, you know, you and I were talking about this earlier today. Kurt was kind of the perfect person to Amen. preach this message Amen. because he is so um, his mind is so oriented this way already. Right. right. And so when you talk about uh, inspiration and inerrancy and infallibility, all speaking to God's word, he was really I think excited to get into yep. those topics. But yeah. let's just go with I. I mean, that's kind of an under fire set of topics in right. the Christian faith right now, where in this kind of postmodern life we're living, it's just kind of a lower value, this like absolute truth. Why is it so important to our faith, do you think, that we need to hold on to things like inspiration and infallibility?
1: Yeah. I, again, my own thought is, uh, and I, I don't want us ever to be Bible worshipers. You know, we are to wor- worship Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. But Jesus gave us the Word of God, and it is to be authoritative in our life. And you know, we're, we're, wherever the Lord's, wherever God's Word speaks, and then in its sense, we need to be obedient to that. That never goes away. Yeah. And sometimes we're in this. We don't like. I don't like using fancy. Theological terms, that sanctification, but basically it means that we are to be more conformed to the image of Christ as we grow in our faith. And I, I just think when we think about the Word of God, it is authoritative, it is inspired, it is infallible. And we, you know, we could even debate sometimes the whole topic of inerrancy. Uh, I'm an old-fashioned inerrantist, uh, and I, and I, I, I even believe uh, when it comes to. What's happening now in science and archaeology and historicity, uh, the word of God has even been proven more to be true. Mm. If you, you know, it's almost like with uh, every other month, it seems like we'll find some new archaeology evidence that would indicate that certain cities in the Old Testament did exist where critics often would say they didn't. It never existed. Yeah, yeah. and that that's not true. And it's the same thing with historicity. Uh, I think it's even true in parts of science. Mm. Uh, So all it's done for me is just given me more confidence in the Word of God. Yeah. Um, But but I I think we need to have that. And it, it doesn't mean you can't become a Christian without without believing in infallibility, inerrancy, or whatever. Yeah, we're not tacking
0: it onto no, the gospel. No, it's not
1: part of the gospel. I remember, too, side point, in a way, Jackson, I prayed to receive Christ in a pastor's office, and I remember very specifically, I knew I was lost, I knew I needed a Savior, and I knew that I wanted to choose to follow Jesus Christ, but I didn't believe in the Old Testament, Mm. Uh, you know, the day, the earth, you know, the sun, uh, you know, I didn't buy that. I didn't buy the the flood, I didn't buy any of that, but that didn't stop me from knowing Jesus Christ. And I think there was a time as I became more interested in studying and developing my own personal faith, as God worked in my heart, I think he started teaching me through the word of God that those things were true. Mm. And I think one of the
0: things, and I think that's really cool. It's almost as you, as you come to place your faith in Jesus, and that becomes a reality in your life, Now there's a functionality issue that you're going to come into over and over again, where it's like, okay, well, if scripture is not true, then I've got a functional issue in my life of how I'm going to follow Jesus, right? right? So it's not a roadblock to believing in Jesus, but it's a roadblock to living for Jesus, which comes after believing in Jesus, right? So you don't have to believe in it to believe in Jesus, but then there's there's going to be issues that come in following. I'm getting off
1: the point in a way, Jackson, but, and you've seen that uh, comment that C.S. Lewis wrote, very influential to me in my early found faith. What do we believe about Jesus Christ? We know historically this guy lived 2,000 years ago and he claimed to be God. Now he claimed to be God, therefore, who was he? And C.S. Lewis says either he was a lunatic, crazy guy saying he was God, or he was a liar deceiving his people, or he was who he said he was. And the more I've thought about that over the years, I don't think there's any options. Either he was God or he was a crazy man, or he was a liar. Yeah, And I think that's the real issue. What are you going to do with that? So even when I share my my faith with friends and family, people that I care and love, I kind of challenge them with that. Hey, what are you going to do with Jesus Christ? Yeah. And I even love, that's
0: a very like C.S. Lewis thing where C.S. Lewis is always, his kind of apologetic point of view is calling people to experience Jesus. He's like experiential in his kind of apologetic uh, argument, which I really like about him because I do think it's like, man, if you experience Jesus, those other things that we believe as part of our faith, they begin to fall into place. Like, you're yep. saying yep. after the fact; it's yep. part of the journey of faith. It is, but and it's that not. It is. It's not needed to start
1: the journey. Right. No, I thank you for saying that because that's my point. Even in my own found faith, you know, I, I didn't particularly believe some of the Old Testament stories. Yeah. And I, honestly, today I, I have a lot of confidence in them.
0: Yeah, and I think when when you take away something like inerrancy or infallibility, yes. Now you start to get into a territory where it's like. Well, how do you pick and choose what you trust, yeah, right? And, it, and like is it's just all up to you now? Like when you yeah. start to try to be intellectually honest about it and yeah. say, "Okay, I'm not just I'm here to follow Jesus." Mm-hmm. And then you say, "Well, it's not all true." Yeah. Well, how do you decide what's true and what's not true? Yeah. You know, like I think you you begin to even just from a practical standpoint, you're introducing so many cracks into yeah. your the foundation of sure. your faith, oh. you know?
1: And 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 like, you know, I I even think in some ways, Jackson, that's more of an issue we have to deal with as as church guys with the people that God brings into our life because that's the kinds of stuff those cracks are the things that people are uh, often struggling with and by the way here's a here's a commercial <laughs> you know we have the apologetics conference yeah. coming up this coming Saturday and I think there's one of the seminars they're doing is actually on uh, how do you deal with critics or skeptics yeah 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 Yeah. How to deal
0: with those people in your life. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be, and I mean, we've talked about some of the, like, this is a very apologetics type of message that we're coming off of. And I think, man, coming out of it, if people are latching onto that and saying, man, that was good, or that was really good for my faith or whatever, it's like, man, that's what this conference is going to be. It's going to be a huge win. Yeah, And and so when you come off of this kind of, okay, well, we need to be reminded we're, like you said so well, we're really good at forgetting what we should remember and remembering what we should forget. Yeah. And then, okay, the Bible is legitimately true on every front. Okay. And you put those two things together. What is the practical, like, ramification of that in our life? You yeah.
1: Know? I don't think it's any... Uh, I'm going to tell you what you already know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to remind you about things that you already know. And anybody that might be listening, it's it's not, you know, brain surgery, rocket science stuff. Basically, being in church is what God... He ordained the church. That's the hope of the world. Mm. And it was his institution, and I think we are to be part of that. And I think by being in church, we do practically hear the Word of God spoken to us. And it does challenge us. The spirit of God's working in our heart, takes what he wants us to hear. It's fascinating to me. I get off subject here. You and I could sit and listen to the same message and God teaches you one thing or reminds you about one thing. And he looks at me and I'm reminded by something else. Same message, same topic, same scripture, different. But I think church is important. I think, you know, even in your own personal devotional life, uh, just uh, being in the Word of God is important. Uh, your own, I I would even add into that maybe your quiet time where you just shut up and just listen to God. God, what do you want me to hear today? Mm-hmm. And I believe God speaks to you, not mm-hmm. necessarily audibly, but the the Spirit of God. And you know, it's kind of funny as I've gotten older too, Jackson. I used to kind of define my Christianity by. Um, the the evil nine or the nasty nine or the filthy fifteen or yeah. something. You know, all the things that you shouldn't do. All the don'ts. And, yeah, all the don'ts. If I didn't do those things I was spiritual. But as I've gotten older, it's almost like I'm going the other way. I don't want to say no to the Spirit of God as He speaks in my heart. Maybe He prompts me to do certain things. Maybe historically I might have ignored those. Maybe He wants me to share my faith with you, or maybe He wants me to call you because you're going through a difficult time. Maybe He wants me to stop and visit somebody who lost a loved one Mm. or have that conversation. Or maybe even when it comes to generosity, something will cross my path. And God says, Jack, I want you to help that couple or help that person financially. Yeah. I want to say yes to the Spirit of God as He prompts me in my heart. Mm. I don't want to ever forget that. So mm. I think I'm better at that. Forgive me, Lord, pride goes before the <laughs> But I think I'm a little better at that than I used to be. Yeah. And but I, I would say the that's church, great like maturity, you've moved from the don'ts to now the do's. Okay. Right? If yeah. that, if that's the way you want to define it, I'm in that world. You yeah. On that journey. It's not that I still I mean, I still don't do those nasty nine. Yeah. But, anyway, but, but those are maybe more of a given now at this yeah, point in at your that life. Point, and then yeah. now it's. Now you're almost freed
0: up in your mind to focus yeah. on the do's. Well, What's you know, God even when you look you at do? the
1: scriptures, it says, you know, in Ephesians, not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Mm. That means not doing things that you shouldn't do. Mm. In First Thessalonians, it says, don't quench the Spirit. And the mm. idea there is that you would be saying no to the Spirit, like throwing water on a fire. Wow. That's what that is. Yeah. Don't quench the Spirit of God. Mm. But anyway, that was, that was free. I yeah. want to get back to <laughs> like my thing. That. So I think church, I think our... Um, you know our personal uh, devotions, our quiet time, and I would even say community. We need each other, and I mm. think you you have said that. Our your Thursday night group with your young adults, you're trying to get them to connect and sense the the value that community. Can do in a person's life for their spiritual walk. Yeah, because we we want we need each other. Yeah, uh, and there's times that I need you to encourage me, and there's other times that I need you to rebuke me mm. and say, you know, you're an idiot. Yeah, you know, come forth, thou yeah. stupid. You know, <laughs> and uh, I I think all of those things are part of the things that we need to be reminded. Yeah, you know, I was speaking up at the men's retreat, doing a couple of breakouts, and I was I titled it a humble look back, and it was kind of five reflections. On an imperfect father. Hmm. When I was sharing with these guys, I was saying to them, what I'm gonna share with you guys today is not new to anybody hmm. because you've heard this before. Yeah. But I think some of you have forgotten. Hmm. So
0: I love that. And mm-hmm. I even as we're digging into the like practicality of what it is to be reminded, I think that what's so challenging about that and why we don't like to be reminded is because it is so simple. It's stuff okay. that we okay. already know, Good. right? Point. There's a part of us that we want we want like the silver bullet okay. right we want something out there that like yeah. we haven't heard about okay. like you see this all the time in how people sell stuff right yep. it's the new yep. cutting edge thing nobody's yep. ever heard about this before and yep. it'll fix your life
1: good point that yep. doesn't exist no. there's
0: just these basic practices that we've been given yep. of community church our own personal quiet time those things are as frustrating as it is to be reminded of those things just because it's like well i want something is there isn't there anything more it's like that's the that's right. the that's the meat of it
1: well even when i think about that group experience you might be in a small group or maybe a men's group or women's group or whatever but darn it uh, there needs to be people in your life that can speak truth in your life jackson and i really think it's incumbent upon us to make it easy for them to do it. Mm. Like, I, I just can't go to somebody and maybe there's something that's not right in their life. It takes a little bit of courage to go to them and, you know, kind of rebuke them or speak out. It would be so much better if we had relationships where I could say to you, Jackson, you're my friend, you love me, you care about me. Is there anything in my life that you feel like is dishonoring to my Lord and Savior? Mm. And l- make myself open to that, where I would invite that into my yeah. life, not just because it, it takes a little bit of courage, honestly, even yeah. if you have good friends and you love them to speak and say, hey, you know, I don't think that's a good thing for you. Yeah. You know, but if you can open yourself up, even as a leader, which you Mm. are, say to your team, your volunteers, hey, you guys, what do you think? What should I do differently? Well, how can I make this better? Yeah. Uh, That's, that's to me, good stuff. Yeah. To
0: invite that level of accountability. That's right. And it shows, I think that we're serious about our faith. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well,
1: even when you think about leadership getting carried away here a little bit, but I think leadership is not just authority and power. It is influence, mm. because I, I think that's the way leadership should be. Uh, if I have somebody that I'm overseeing and given su- supervision to, I want them to follow my direction because of trust, because of relationship, because they know that maybe what I'm suggesting has a better thought to it, Mm. but I don't want them to do it because I told them they had to do it. Yeah. That's bad news. Yeah, When When I have to pull out my business card and say, do what I told you (laughs) to do. Don't you forget. Don't you forget, this is my title, (laughs) I'm the boss.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Jack, thanks for being on. I really appreciate it. No, I appreciate fun. you taking the time. And hopefully you've got a good tangible takeaway that you could pull out of the message as well. We'd encourage you to drop it in the comments. And as always, don't forget to like the video, maybe share it with a friend <laughs> that it could be helpful to, And uh, we'll catch you guys next time oh, on Tangible great. Takeaways.